self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are a conversation, conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode I want to let y'all know, come find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the uh, Conversation Con Artist Gmail account, which is Conversation Con Artist with an S at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook. Our page is obviously Conversation Con Artist. You can shoot us a message on there as well. We have a couple of questions today. Um, let's start. We actually had a whole conversation about this, but if you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you do? Or what would you want to do? Instinctively, I want to say sell drugs. I want to know why (laughs) your answer is to sell drugs. Because it, they they work zero hours, or they work every hour that exists. W- however you look at it, they ain't got no forty hour work week. They ain't got no checking in, no clocking in. They ain't got no supervisor to tend to, except for the person in the mirror. Uh well, no, that's not true because you have to have whoever your 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 person you get your drugs the plugs. From, your plug. That ain't a supervisor. I guess. You can cut his ass off when you get ready. I mean, you could just be New a plug. You could just be a business owner. Why drugs specifically? Why not the business being drugs? Because <laughs> you this question did not say you were gonna be free from consequence. You're gonna be Scarface. Because Scarface was successful. That was success up until he started. Well, my with measure people. of successful through this question means because that leaves you room at any profession to get fucked up. Like That's true. Yes. No, success to me is measured by the end results. Like at the end of your life on your deathbed, you can say, that shit was good. No, I don't think that's how you measure success in a career field. Like it's successful if you are making money, but you would be successful, but the fans going to start watching. So we'll talk about this later. So what, what does that make Harvey Weinstein? Successful? As far as, yeah, he has been successful. As far as like what he's done in his career and the movies but, he's made, but Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, while they have found success in their careers, <laughs> yes, their careers are over. Yeah, that doesn't mean their career wasn't successful because their career is over because of some bullshit they the did. That didn't makes have it nothing. sound like success is gonna happen, and it's that's what it's gonna be. But you know that that's not possible. Like even with obviously, even with something that you're successful in, like Harvey Weinstein, like um, Bill Cosby, you can have success, and then your little personal shit that you can't control can fuck that up for you. That doesn't mean that your career was not a success. That means that you was an asshole who fucked it up. You fucked up a good career. But I don't think that that determines that you're not successful. You just didn't know what the fuck to do with yourself. If As a drug dealer, I've said this, and this is why I don't date drug dealers. I never have, never will. It's not a career. It is not a profession. You cannot do that forever. Either somebody going to get jealous and take you out, or the fans is going to catch up with you and you're going to get locked up. And I already told you, I am not a ride or die. You get locked up, it's done. We over. It's it. I'm not waiting for you. I'm sorry. That's not who I am. So I don't date drug dealers because... There's only one your your end result for that career ain't gonna be nothing good. Okay, realistically, I wouldn't choose drug dealing. No way, <laughs> I would choose legal drug dealing. I would be like a 
pharmacist. I like a psychiatrist in my uh, case. I'm yeah. like I'm I'm a couple of years of college away from yeah. that if I choose to go that direction, which <laughs> I will if I choose to go back to school. Not psychiatrist, psychologist. Oh, okay. I would probably do something creative because I mean, I, I think that I'm a good therapist and I think I'm good at reading people and I do think that I help people. But if I could go back and choose a career and be successful in it, I would either be a photographer or a graphic designer because I feel like I would enjoy the creative aspects of both of those um, professions. I don't really get to be creative doing what I'm doing now. I mean, there's some room for it, but it's not much. So. I'm not creative <laughs> enough. People say somebody posted on my – because I make candles. Yeah. Lately I've been making candles, so mm -hmm. I cut I cut liquor bottles. That I collected when I was uh, bartending. If y'all were to see his room, you would think that he's the most horrific alcoholic you've ever seen in your life. When I say he got hundreds of liquor bottles of varying kinds, I mean hundreds of liquor bottles. And I have never drank a day in my <laughs> life. Okay? It's so crazy. But people are like, that's creative. That's very creative. I'm like, that, it ain't creative. I just cut a hole in the thing. <laughs> And put some melted stuff in it, and it got hard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like that's that don't seem creative to me. I think you are creative. You do photography. You do take pictures. But I don't have no kind of. I don't have any creative. Like, if you got a great camera, a great lens, and the lighting happens to be set up right, you'll always take good pictures. But I think you have to have an eye for like the right angle. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying photographers with the level of creativity that I'm talking about I don't have can take an <laughs> iPhone and create a fantastic oh, yeah. photo from perfect composition and yeah. you know lighting and, and angles and perspective like they take so they can see all of that at one time Yeah, what I can see are I can see more literal possibilities when it comes to people because like my thinking process is is very analytical and it can go down a path of how I look at a person and see their behavior mm -hmm. and see how their upbringing might have created that and what that meant as it pertains to the relationship with their mom or their dad or their siblings or things that might have happened to them or their school. Like I can look at a person's behavior and say, these are things that could have created that. Mm -hmm. But I can't look at like nature or I can't look at it from a lens of beauty of how to create something amazing. Like I used to try, like I can't do music, I can't do art. You know, I used to draw. And it, it was just hard. I I could draw pretty good when I was in high school. It was just really poetry. hard. Poetry that are you used to? That's creative. I still write. Okay, that's I'm used to. Well, you I still should... write, don't you? I haven't written anything in forever. How long it been since you wrote something? I don't think I've written anything since I moved here, and that's been three years. My Evernote got like a whole bunch of like half because I get like motivations in and I come up with something and I'll mm -hmm. be like, I'll finish it later. I got like 30 or 40 in him. I used to write a lot. You need to, you need to write some more. But don't that's creative. That's words. That I just, doesn't I mean just, anything. People, not everybody can put words together in a way that creates something that makes people feel something. That's a talent and that's creative. They're, I mean, because everybody have access to the same words, obviously, but everybody ain't Maya Angelou. Everybody's not going to put those words together in a way that is going to leave a lasting impression. That is a creative talent. Uh, okay. I'm not going to say I'm not creative. I'm going to say on a scale of zero to 10, <laughs> my creativity is two with maybe some spikes to five or six, depending on the situation <laughs> when I'm looking at everybody else's that's nine and 10, that's consistent with it. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> but as it pertains to, uh, uh, dang it, what was I going to say? Uh, um, profession. But if I could, if I could be. If I could have had guaranteed success as a photographer, I would have absolutely studied that, learned more about lighting and stuff, and I would have done that. Because I enjoy doing that. I enjoy taking pictures and looking at, at capturing moments. So either that or, or graphic design because I figured out that I have, I can do – I mean, I, I what I do now is self-taught, but I feel like if I had, like, pursued it, I could maybe be better at it, so – as it pertains, what I was gonna say is, as it pertains to my profession and um, counseling or psychiatry or psychology, whatever, I really just like to be able to go around the country and do seminars. Like I like to become proficient in some area of of therapy that people will pay me to come there. I can go to conferences, and that's what I want Make to do. Make good money doing that too. Yeah, um, I'm working on some parenting and foster parenting curriculums that maybe I can market to some. Uh, child protective services at some point uh, I gotta go to a so. foster parent fucking thing on um, Friday morning training what is it it's in Birmingham yeah is that um, the water board water what a, it's off of Lakeshore <laughs> I don't know what that is some water testing plant something they have like we I've had a lot of trainers out there it's like behind Hooters mm. yeah so okay next question um, what was your favorite toy growing up? My favorite toy was this Batman action figure. <laughs> it came in a set. It was a Batman and a Robin. Why, why, why Robin wasn't your favorite? Why Batman? Well, it became my favorite because I don't know what the hell happened to Batman. I think my brother, <laughs> well, I, I, for a long time, I thought my brother did something with it, and I found it in the wall. Yeah, we so we had a our house was a little cheap paper mache house, <laughs> you know. So, and my brother was six nine, three hundred pounds, and I was you know I was a big dude, and we busted holes in the walls all the time. If we would have failed, or me and him got into a scuffle, boom, new hole in the wall. What the fuck? Yeah, and so <laughs> I think he put my Batman in one of them holes in the wall. That's the only... <laughs> so for years and years... I don't even remember the time I played with Batman now because I only had Robin. But I used to love that thing. I don't know why. That's about the only toy I could think of that I, I, I put... Because I was a game... I played video games. Yeah, I did too. All the time. All day, every day. I was a Lego queen. I love Legos. I had Barbie dolls because... You know, that my mom, I'm the only girl. And so, you know, my mom had me. It was like, oh, I got a girl and, you know, dresses and Barbie dolls. And and then I wasn't that girl. <laughs> so uh, my mom, I think, was a little disappointed by that. But so if, if given a choice between a Barbie doll and a Lego set, I was going to choose the Lego set because, one, I, like, enjoy building it i enjoy building whatever it is and then you get to play with it after you build it you get to build you get to play with something that you created so i still have legos i have a whole tub of legos in my house right now from kits that i like because i mean even into college i was still getting lego sets and Mm-mm. like my younger brother bought me a lego set for one of my birthdays during the time he lived with me and because i was just super into legos i just was I never cared about Legos at all. What? They just 
to love them. Nope. I always wanted to get one of the expensive sets that was like a robot or some shit. And then I I got older and I was like, like realistically, you're going to build this shit and then what? (laughs) You should have a fucking robot in your house. But so what I plan to do is so that I can play with them. But when I have kids, I'm going to introduce Legos to them. And I hope and hope that they, you know, have a, a fondness for them, so that I can justify buying one of those expensive sets. One of these, it's purely for me, but like the kid will be the excuse. No, no, you don't have to be, because though the Legos that they have today are so intricate. Yeah, they are for. I feel like they're for like they're self care related. Yeah. They're for adults. I feel because the the level of awareness that you have to have and patience that you have to oh, have. Yeah. I feel like they build a lot of patience. Some like of that's these? what uh, candle making and cooking does for me. Like, yeah. because you see the effects of your patience immediately, yep. and it's either delicious or it's beneficial in some kind of way. Yep. So, I think those things are made for adults in a lot of them instances. Like they bought a whole exhibit to the Galleria Mall. I went there and saw with it with the Washington. They had a bunch of different other memorials. Yeah, they uh-huh. had like the Capitol and the White House. And they were all had made thousands of pieces. Who the fuck put now that? I don't know if I had the patience for that. That's a it's lot. Somebody, it's somebody somewhere getting paid six figures a year to put now, together them Now, if I was getting paid Lego. six figures, I would most definitely. Maybe I need to go back to that question about if you could do anything, put together Lego sets <laughs> for a living. It's somebody getting paid good love money to do, to do that. That would be amazing. I would love to do that. Let me tell you about one of the worst whoopings that I remember getting as it pertains to a toy. My mama bought us Play-Doh for the first time ever. And, you know, the reason that she didn't buy us Play-Doh is because she thought we was going to get it it all over the house (laughs) and it just be all over the place. Mm -hmm. I guess the best thing about Play-Doh in that regard is that it just gets stiff over time. And you just pick it up. It crumbles. It's easy to get up. Yeah. But what we did was we had one of those ceilings. Popcorn ceilings. It won popcorn. It was the one where it looked like the popcorn is melting, where it's like sharp. I'm... It's more pointy than it is just pop, like you can see the popcorn on, on right here. Yeah. Imagine it being like look like it's dripping down and sharp. Like an ice cave? Yeah, that's Hell what it looked no. like. It was just little, little <laughs> versions of an ice cave top. Mm-mm. And so we had red and blue play on. We were just throwing it up at the ceiling. <laughs> and it <laughs> would get stuck. <laughs> and you know, that just helps me understand the irrational state of children this is what i try to tell parents you know sometimes you ask your kid why they did something and they tell you they don't know they really don't fucking know like i don't know why it's so hard for people to understand that kid logic don't make no fucking sense like it looked like it was gonna be fun that's why like that's literally why there is no deeper reason they didn't have this long thought process that they just was like oh you know what look at them spikes throw the play-doh up there like it literally is they don't think about things. They're kids. They are children. They have never been here before. So everything seems cool to them. So while you're an adult who's lived long enough to know the damaging effects of them throwing this shit at the roof and maybe staining the roof or drawing on the walls and the fact that when you move out, you're going to have to pay for the shit because they got to paint up. Like, they don't know or think about those things. They don't. It so, looks like fun. <laughs> so the question becomes a parent recognizing that Walking into a room where it's Play-Doh all over the ceiling, what difference does that make? Like, what does it make a difference? I mean, should it be an ass-whooping light? Should it be a, oh, you no, silly kids? No, you 
used to still no my my issue is like it's not uh, as far as punishing them or not punishing them it's like they become angry at the kid what you is a kid they do stupid shit like you it ain't no explanation there is none they they other than the fact that they five and they thought this was gonna be a good idea and it wasn't obviously and they know that now but like i just hate when people be like why'd you do that answer me what what answer you right what difference does it make what difference does their answer make in the big scheme of things, the Play-Doh's still on the goddamn ceiling. The wall's still been drawn on. You want to sit here and have a conversation because that make you feel better. Lectures don't don't. I think help it make keep. a difference. It don't make a difference. I think it does. Why does it make a difference? So let me tell you how it make a difference if I walked in on my kid doing all Okay. That. I'm not that big on, on discipline anyway in okay. terms of being a harsh disciplinarian. Like, I believe in consequences, but it has to teach a lesson. A whooping to me, an ass beating, however you want to put it, is just too vague on how it teaches a child not to do a thing. Like, you just can't use pain to <laughs> keep fear. them from doing anything you don't like. It's more like fear. You want you them know? to be afraid of doing it because they know the consequences. Like, I, would rather, I would rather do something like, you know, get a ladder and watch them and have them, like, scrub the ceiling or get it off or do something real, real tedious mm -hmm. to make them be like i never want to do this again like i rather <laughs> i rather they learn about that very specific thing why they don't want to do it no more okay because they say last time i did it you know i had to clean the ceilings instead of last time i did everything i got my ass beat yeah like everybody we know gonna talk about like in what, our circle what so what 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 difference does their reason for doing it make? if i were to walk in and i saw these globs of play-doh on the ceiling and my kid said some shit like you know dad i started thinking about physics and i wanted to know the relative speed of which these items hit the ceiling if they would come down or how much force i had to apply to get it to stick so i've been experimenting i would immediately be like oh god a genius <laughs> Got a genius. But okay, so then you know what your kid is gonna do? Cause kids read their parents. Every time they do something, they're gonna come up with some kind of smart ass reason why they did it. What I'm saying, <laughs> if he's a genius, that'll be fine. Now it make a difference if I walk in there and he say, I wanted to make you mad. <laughs> Look me dead in my eyes. Like that make a difference. <laughs> Have I told the story about me telling my mom that I did something cause she made me mad? Mm-mm. So who asked it to i was probably like i can't remember she tells this story i don't really remember it apparently when i was like two years old maybe one or two um my brothers obviously were older than me and they got to stay up and i wanted to stay up but i had to go to bed because it was little so she made me go to bed and i peed in the bed and so the next morning she got up and you know she was changing my sheets and everything and she asked me why now who asked like obviously the the reasonable answer would be that I you know I was sleeping didn't wake up but she asked me why I peed in the bed <laughs> so because I have been a smart ass my entire life apparently I just looked at her and was like cause you made me mad cause you wouldn't let me stay up she whooped the shit out of me. <laughs> wrong answer wrong answer wrong answer. but here's the, you tell kid you know she be honest tell me the truth don't lie to me that was the truth the truth is i was angry and i knew that if i pissed you were gonna have to clean it up and that's your punishment for not letting me stay up well that's one of my parenting philosophies if 
you want your child to be honest with you, you have to make the truth worth more than a lie because a kid <laughs> will lie yeah. if there is an even sliver of chance that they get out of the consequences that they get because you mad about the truth. Yeah. Like the she thing. Adults, again, I don't know why some of these concepts are hard for adults to grab because y'all do the same thing. If the police pull you over and you can tell them a lie and get out of it, you're going to do that. You're not going to just be like, I was speeding and I wasn't paying attention. If you can say, I'm on the way to the hospital because my grandmother is ill and that gets you out, you might do that. Like, in the same way that you don't want bad consequences for shit that you do, the kid don't either. So they're going to lie if they feel like, oh shit, this could be bad. Because here's the thing. Lying, two, one or two things is going to happen if I lie to you. Either A, I'm going to get out of it, or B, I'm going to still get the punishment I was going to get anyway. So if I got an opportunity to get out of this shit, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to try. It ain't going to hurt to try because I might be able to finagle my way out of this. Unless you create a pattern of your child believing that the truth is worth more than a lie. Like, yeah. I feel like you should get a base consequence for what you do. Like, you did this thing, you're going to get a consequence. Oh, yeah. But the reason the kid will lie is because the consequence being as harsh as a ass whooping <laughs> that they don't want is a problem. You know, like, if you're going to give them that consequence, they always going to try to lie. If they don't know what the consequence is going to be because it caters to that specific thing, then they be more inclined. I feel like they be more inclined to tell the truth. But I've had parents in the past that just – because I don't have kids, they don't value what I got to say about stuff or my perspective on some of those things. First off, if you ever sitting in front of me, it's because you done messed up somehow. Exactly. Okay? You having kids didn't give you the answer. Because if, if that was simply all it took for you to know what to do, you wouldn't be sitting here in front of my no kid having ass. Exactly. And all I'm here to say <laughs> is that, hey, I just I got the kind of mind. The kind of training, kind of experience that can give you some alternate ways of thinking about this. And I always tell parents, you ain't got to listen to me. You do what you want to do. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to get off. And I tell my kids this, so maybe I shouldn't. You know, because I tell my kids, look, this is your life to live. Yep. If you want to go and smoke weed and drink <laughs> while you're on juvenile probation, and you know it's going to get you locked up in the detention center, go for it. <laughs> go get locked up. You know you hate that place. I'm going home at five. <laughs> I'm going to turn on my game, kick off my shoes, and have my wonderful life that I like, which could be more wonderful if I went in debt, but I still like it. You know, so at the end of the day, you do what you want to do, parents or kids. I'm just trying to give you some suggestions that keep people from saying we need to intervene in your life and your parenting because of these problems. I don't know why. It annoys me. Like, if you choking... And I come up and I'm going to give you the Heimlich. And you're going to stop me and choke and be like, wait, have you done this before? Like, are you experienced? In no, you're choking. So I, if I can help you, let me do that. Same way. Yes, I do not have kids. But part of why I'm helpful, I feel like, is that fact. I don't, I'm not biased by either good experiences with my kids, bad experiences with my kids. I can look at your situation and be completely subjective and tell you, hey, you fucking up. Like, maybe we need to try this a different way. Because obviously the way you're doing this is not working. Yeah. So let's just try something. Like, what is it going to hurt you to try? Because what you've been doing, keep beating the kid ass, by all means. But, you know, that's why you're here and why DHR is in your business. So you can either keep DHR in your business or you could try to learn a different way so that when your kid does come home, and you, that could be 12 months, 12 to 18 months from now, because that process is a long one, people. If you get involved with DHR, 
getting out is so fucking hard. Well, that's that black community trauma. It is. And it ain't just the black community. I think it's every community except white. <laughs> yeah. Because Latinos, uh, what is it? Uh, what the chancla. The chancla. The mm-hmm. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You seen them videos? I have. <laughs> it's a video of an Asian guy going around asking white people and brown people, you know, about their consequences. And the white people be like, one dude was like, I beat my dad's ass. And, he, and then they were like, well, she took away my, they turned off my phone playing for a month or some stuff like that. Yeah. And black people like, Asian people had it real bad. Oh, yeah. Like, one of them had some fruit. I forgot the name of the fruit, but I looked it up. They It's a fruit with spikes on it. They made him sit on them. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> but, you know, they say that, like, I don't know if any truth to this, but it makes sense. But you can make a lot of stuff make sense. It, you know, and I know the early part of it is, is accurate. Like, when, during slavery, when a child would act out. Mm-hmm. The slave masters would give an opportunity for the parents to discipline the child. Mm-hmm. and But if they didn't discipline them to the satisfaction of the master, then the master would take over and discipline them. Mm-hmm. And so it led them to have to discipline more harshly because they didn't want to see the master discipline them any harsher than they would. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those situations where over time, that's how people, because you know, think about today. Think about how we have a guide for everything. Yeah. Think about how businesses have like strategies. You think there wasn't strategies for slavery? Yeah. And, and ownership of people mm-hmm. and how to keep people in line? Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I feel like a lot, just a lot of the stuff we have in our society are little remnants of what went on during that time, whether we want to recognize it or not. But, you know. Last question. What is something about you that people automatically assume? You know, I'm a big dude, so people think I'm I'm mean. Like, not mean, but like, first off, I'm a big dude. So everybody be like, what up, big man? <laughs> like, if you're a big dude, you already know. And it's a difference between being a, it's two types of big dudes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm the kind of big dude that look like I used to play football. Yes. I used to play football, but not in the capacity that people Assume. refer to me as big dude. Like, <laughs> when they say big dude, it looked like I've, I've been running into people for a long time in my life. That is not true. <laughs> my fat just happened to fall in convenient places is, <laughs> is how I put it. Because I don't work, lift weights. I don't do nothing. I need to start doing something, but I don't do anything <laughs> for that. So first off, they all be like, what up, big man? And then everybody be like... It is real nice, but I ain't think you know. I ain't think you was gonna be like that at first, just cause my regular face probably look intimidating. Yes, I was gonna say the same thing. Everybody thinks I'm mean, but you are. But you are I mean. I mean, I don't know that I would say I was. You're not mean. universal mean. You're I'm not mean to people mean. that you don't want to be nice to. <laughs> but isn't that everybody? No, everybody's not mean to people they don't want to be nice to. No, why not? I'm not. Because I don't know, I don't burn no bridges. I don't know who I'm gonna run into in the future. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, but I'm a nice guy, like my mama. I'm nice. People like so. What usually happens <laughs> is people get to know me, and I, it, I hear this all the time. I thought you were so mean, or I thought you were so this and that. Like it's always something negative that that their original idea is, and then it changes over time. Even with my clients, like they. As we work together, you know, they say, man, when you came out to get me, 
<laughs> I thought you, you know, you were going to be like real mean. And I, I think it's because of how my face looks. Like, I don't, I don't know how my face is supposed to look, honestly. Like, I guess I look mean. But if I walk around smiling all the time, I feel like I would look like a psychopath. <laughs> well, you ain't got to walk around smiling. I'm just saying, like, you know, for me, people look at you and, and they make a snap judgment about what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's all we got. Yeah. We just got the aesthetic. What do you do about that when your face is just naturally... Resting bitch faces when but it's But don't get me wrong, like, <laughs> that's what people who... I don't know. I feel like I have a face that people want to talk to. Everywhere I go, people want to have a conversation. People want... Were well, you the one that with me when that dude came up to us in the Chinese place talking about a book? Yeah. Oh, my God. That like, was so fucking random. We were literally just sitting there having a conversation. He just turned around and started, like... A book about saving money or it was something money wise yeah but yeah like, was me. <laughs> that happens everywhere to me people don't okay so that stuff randomly doesn't happen but i for whatever reason i seem to attract like needy people and i'm not talking about in a relationship type of way i'm talking about like friendships some of my friendships are people that and it <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me at all because i'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of neediness and i don't know so i can't be that that terrible or that mean of a person if needy people cling on to me i, mean, I don't think i'm mean i don't listen, i don't i are, don't accept that you I'm are mean. mean to people you don't want to be nice to and and on the opposite side of that i'm at, i'm at the worst neutral to people that i don't want to be nice to I can have, I can carry on a conversation with them that they think is a great conversation and upon whatever's happening in the conversation, choose to be more positive and, and you know, uh, uh, about that conversation. But yeah, I don't do I'm that. not mean to people. I don't even mean to nobody. Bye-bye. Don't get me wrong now. I'm savage in my head. Like I have all the, all the possibilities of what I could say and what I could do. They in my head. They happening. Who's the last person you know of me being mean to? Jamaican. That nigga's creepy and crazy. Anybody would be mean to his ass. And being mean, obviously, ain't doing shit. Apparently, he a masochist. Okay, rationalization. The kids that loved Remy. And- oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. This is not a rationalization, but did I tell you they stole that, like, that girl's dog? You did. Okay, so then today, I was walking Remy again, and I hit him call my name, and I feel bad because I don't know none of their motherfucking names. And they told me, but I just didn't give a shit to enough to remember. But I heard them call my name, and a little white dog came running up to me. And I was like, what the, whose fucking dog is this? And they were like, oh, we just found him, and you know his name is Theodore, but he's not answering to it, and we don't know who he belonged to. And I was like, the dog got a phone number right there on his tag. Uh, so basically they was gonna steal another fucking dog these people are terrible but thankfully the lady was out looking for the dog and scooped him up before they were able to take him home because that's exactly what the fuck was gonna happen then this sorry bitch the mama and yes i'm calling her a bitch because that is what she is for this move it was a bitch move she tell one of her kids um bend down and see if he'll let you pick him up why are you encouraging your child to try to pick up a strange dog who has already shown fear aggression because he's scared like remy went up sniffing at him and he was like growling and like like get the fuck away from me type shit why would you tell your young child to go try to pick the goddamn dog up what kind of parent are you 
Those people are crazy. And that's why I stopped being nice to them. I was nice to them at first. But being nice got them to where they wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. And so then I was like, okay, I can't be nice to y'all. Y'all are not people who deserve niceness because you take it too far. So I stopped being nice. Sounds like justification. I knew you were going to say that, but they're <laughs> dog thieves. They are fucking dog thieves. And I'm telling you, if that lady hadn't been out there, them people was going to steal that dog. Because she was already justifying it by saying, and I don't see anybody. His number is on his tag. Just call the, the lady on the phone and tell her you found her dog. They were just going to take that damn dog in the house and have two dogs. Why Guaranteed. Why women just take their kids to go get a damn dog from the humane society i don't know why do that when you can steal other people's dogs but what you taking like how often do you really see dogs running around without their owner to be able to take them she didn't done it twice or see it didn't happen twice every since the time i've been living out there <laughs> shit and the lady was like that you know the dog just i don't know how he and i mean i don't know i don't know how he got out of the house and she didn't realize it because anytime i open my door i'm aware that my dogs are gonna try to like get out so i'm very careful about opening the door i don't leave it open if i'm going to the car the door closed behind me because these little niggas will escape you was ready to be mean to Cole Jackson. Shout out to the government named podcast. Nigga was being creepy. If somebody come up behind you and be like, "Hey, you gotta," you're a dude though. As a woman, <laughs> if somebody come up to you, ladies, and be like, "Hey, you um, uh, you got a dog?" But we were in the pet. So that that first course, I was like, "Okay, we're in PetSmart." So like, obviously, and I got like dog stuff. So okay, I was like, "Yeah, I got a dog." He's like, posted pictures of him on Instagram. And I'm still like, okay, maybe he just is assuming it. Because, like, I guess, you know, he was like, and you have a podcast. So, at this point, it's, like, stalkerish. Like, it's like, what the, who the fuck is this dude? Like, what is going on? That was creepy. I was ready to be mean to him because he seemed like he was creepy. Now, he had led with, hi, I'm Cole Jackson for Government Name Podcast. Um, you know, we've been kind of talking back and forth with you and your, your call. But it been cool. But I had never seen him before. I had only heard his voice. And I didn't put those two things together. He just asking me all these creepy ass questions like, yeah. And you're going to say that this is justification. I know. But as a woman who is, lives alone, if a nigga come up to you in the store and know all of these personal details about you and you don't know him, that's weird. All I'm saying is. And I wasn't you mean. acted like I wasn't going to be able to come up with nothing, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's just within the last, like, year. So talk about going back, like, the 12 years that we have known each other. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm not. But I'm nice to you. <laughs> You're nice to people you want to be nice to. At the point, if I do something fucked up, then that I feel like you got a real quick switch. I don't think I would be mean to you. Well, I don't do things to make people be mean to me, and I don't think that the people that are nice to me can conceptualize <laughs> something I would do to make them no. angry. Mm -mm. I, because I'm at worst <laughs> neutral <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> I think mean is the only thing people assume about me. I don't, or maybe like hoteps assume that I'm like, like, like a damn, like I'm a woke sister because I got natural hair that I wear in a fro most of the time. Like I get that a lot and it's like naked, like, it's a hairstyle like get out my face <laughs> like relax I'm not the one for you hotep well i mean it's hard to think about what people assume about you 
I mean, I'm basing this off of things that people have told me, like, later on. Like, they'll tell me what their first impression is. So, the mean thing is across the board. Most people's first impression of me is that I'm not friendly. <laughs> and my mom would probably say that's kind of true because I'm not the most friendly person. I, I'm selectively friendly. I am. I am. I guess that's that. I wouldn't say mean. I'm selectively friendly. Not mean. That's... No. <laughs> you fucking just spent that shit like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, right? That's a politician spin. I you put a politician spin on it. I'm selectively friendly. That's all. Because, like, with Cole, I don't think... Cole, Cole I don't know that he would say I was mean to him. I think he would say that I was, like, Cause he was, it was weird. He, it, I didn't know why he knew these things about me, and that was concerning. <laughs> and even the family of dog thieves, I was, I was pleasant to them at first, as much as I didn't really want to be. Okay, as much as I was like, can I just walk my fucking dog without having to interact with y'all every time? I didn't. I was like, you know what? He needs some socialization. He needs to be around people that are not me, so he learns to be nice. It's fine. I'll deal with it. All I'm saying is, if meanness was a gun, <laughs> like you are really quick to put your finger on the trigger of fucking somebody day up, okay? But I don't pull the trigger. I don't like even that. carry a weapon with me. I don't even carry a gun with I me. Have you it keep on yours me. with you. <laughs> you got all concealed carry permits and everything. <laughs> you got the extended clip, the infrared beams. Yeah. You got everything. You yeah. got all the attachments. <laughs> you got bump stocks. <laughs> But I don't use them very often. I might put my finger on the trigger, but I don't blast on people very often. You have to get, I mean, it take, because I don't give a fuck about a lot of stuff. Like, I'll ignore you or like me mug you so you'll leave me alone. But if for me to go off, like, it has to be something like bad. Because most of the time, I just don't give a fuck enough to be bothered. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, if y'all have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can send it in to the Facebook page, which is Conversation Current Artist, and send us a message through those means. I, I want to get this out the way because this is going to be the most unpleasant part of the show for me personally. Gabrielle Union. Um, did an interview where she talked freely about tossing salad. And, of course, people got in her mentions and was talking shit about her talking about tossing salad. I don't really give a fuck what Gabrielle do with her mouth. Not my business. I yes, don't, you do. I don't want to know about it. That's what that means. You do give a fuck about what she I, do with her I mouth. I don't want to know about it. I don't need to know about it. There is no reason why I should know that Gabrielle Union tossed her husband's salad. I don't need to know about that. There's no reason for me to know that. I enjoy her as an actress. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck about her personal life. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Same way I didn't need to know that, you know, D-Way had a break, baby. <laughs> Didn't even know that either. Honestly, didn't a even break, know that. baby. What is that? So supposedly they were not together when he created this child. They had they were taking a break, and then he went and fucked somebody and made a baby. He had a kid, a young kid. Like, and then they got back together and got engaged and got married. Like, 
shortly after the the lady had the baby. So he had a break baby. Mm, he made somebody rich. Yes, very, very much so. Um, so yeah, I didn't need to know that shit neither. So I don't, I don't want to know personal things about celebrities. I'm good. I'm cool. None of it. I'm good. Or is that just the fine line at which, or is a line drawn? Because there's got to be some stuff about some celebrities that you hear and you be like, mm, that's interesting about their life. Uh, we usually only hear the fucked up shit about their life. I can't even think of anything that I was out that was like positive that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, it's always fucked up shit. Like her, him having a break, baby, or her tossing salad, or like, um, Kevin, what was it? Kevin Gates, when he was eat, eat the boot, eating booty, when he was doing that shit, or like when he was talking about he was dating his cousin and shit. I don't need to know these things. I don't need to know these things. I don't even listen to his music. But if I did, I just need to listen to your music, bruh. I don't need to know that you out here fucking your relatives. That's your business. Listen, can't Gabrielle Union be out here sexually liberated? Sexual? Why does to? sexual liberation mean that you got to tell everybody about what you're doing? What does it mean? I, for me, sexual liberation is doing what you want to do. That doesn't mean that you got to tell everybody and then and then be like, you got to be okay with this because I'm liberated and this is what I do. No! Sexual liberation is just doing what you want to do and not being concerned about how other people think about it. I don't think that that means that you got to shove it in their face to be like, I eat ass. <laughs> like, well, I ain't shoving it in your face. Then you see that say, I eat ass, you need to stick your tongue in some booty. I don't want to know that she eats ass. Oh, yeah, she did say that. She did tell pe- women that they need to do that. Yes, she did. That was part of the interview. I feel like she said you need to be comfortable with what you want to do and do it and don't be shamed by anything that you or your mate wants to get into. I don't know why. That don't mean eat booty too. Whatever liberation. I don't understand why liberation has to come with with telling everybody about it. That ain't li- what liberation is. What I'm me. just saying, it ain't like she telling everybody every week. This was one moment in which she talked about Does not her, I feel like your dialogue is a part of sexual oppression. How is it a part because of sexual oppression? Because it paint it paints a line upon which you what you're not supposed to talk about, what you're not supposed to be comfortable with and I, do I it didn't in say what she shouldn't be comfortable with it. She want to eat all the ass she want to eat. I have that's good for her. Eat all the ass you can. Be my guest. I'm saying you're I'm the saying one that's not I comfortable don't with it. I hear about it. You're the one that's not comfortable with it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a part of it. No, it's not. You should be able to do whatever whatever it is that you want to do. I don't think that in you doing what you want to do, I have to hear about it. And don't say that I didn't have to. It was everywhere. Like, even I didn't even watch the interview, but I know what was said in the interview because all up and down my timeline, Gabrielle Union talks about tossing salads. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Jesus, it was everywhere, like all week long. That's all I can Who even can't? Why tosses sal- Who came up with that lingo Don't for? Don't know. It? Don't know. What about salad that made it seem like it had something to do with eating, <laughs> eating your waste factory? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know who you know, came up with it. You know, the booty is like the waste but factory. Obviously, That's everybody's not going to say eating booty. So, like, the the titles of all of these articles written about it was tossing salads. It wasn't eating booty. And she referred to it as tossing salad too, I think, in her interview. Like that I don't know why that's the why that became the name for it. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. She you know, she tossed salads and now everybody knows. And that's I mean, ain't no wrong with that. I don't care. I don't wanna know. 
I don't need to know that. I don't need to know that she tossed salads. So you're not you're not one of the people that have a relationship with your girlfriends where y'all nope. get into nope. conversations about uh-uh. sexual conquests. Nope. nope, because I'm completely and 100 percent uncomfortable with it. So I don't tell them what to do and what not to do or what to be comfortable with. I don't want to hear about the shit though. I don't. So no, we don't have those. From time to time, one of them will start a story, and I'll let it go as far as I can listen. <laughs> but like as far as me doing it, I don't know. No, don't do that. Don't do it at all. Can't do it. Don't want to. Why not? I'm good. I don't want. I don't feel like it's something I need to talk about. So, how do you have a conversation about somebody that you are close to having a sexual interaction with? Like, how does that go? Like, do you just always be quiet about it until you're doing it, and that's it? You don't like talk to them about it. Talk to that person or people in my life. That person. What you? Do people have? No, I don't talk to them. What do you mean? A person that you've are in an active sexual relationship with mm-hmm. or or getting close to being in an active sexual relationship mm-hmm. talking about your likes your dislikes anything like that like you don't do that no Mm-mm. so how do you learn about what may be unacceptable to you if someone expects it from you in a relationship i mean <laughs> so much my- you dana dude yes and y'all don't never talk about nothing sexual related we don't no I and, and he ever. jump on the bed and get into the gabrielle union booty eating pose no don't is do the that. relationship over no but i'm gonna just be like i don't do that no Mm-mm. don't do it don't do it i won't say i've never had a sexual conversation but like i feel like that's different than me like going and having a conversation with my friends about this dude no like, I feel like it's different having a conversation with the person that you're actually engaging in these things with as opposed to just discussing it with a group of people. Well, that's why I'm trying to find out what a line is for you. I would discuss it with that person because there's a need that's necessary, and so I'll do that. It ain't necessary for me to have conversations with my girlfriends about that shit at all. Well, have you ever searched something on Google to go find out something about something sexually related? All the time because of plenty of fish because niggas send me shit about stuff I ain't never well, not heard just of that, before. The stuff that, that you, you're interested in knowing a different perspective about. No. <laughs> like what? What would I need a different perspective on? I know what I like and what I don't like. I don't, like at this age, like I'm not, <laughs> I don't need a different perspective. I'm cool where I'm at. Well, I'm in my, in my zone. I'm cool. But. So anybody who comes into your life is just gonna have to fully adjust to whatever you, all you have. Like no other, ain't no wiggle room for them to like something outside of what you value. Anything dealing with ass, no, that is a no go zone, completely and a hundred percent. No asses, no, not mine, not yours. No asses, no. That is a, I'm not no, can't bend on that, at all. Okay. No That's what I'm saying I'm trying to see where you're lining it because it sounds like. Now, I did research um, S&M because of Fifty Shades of Grey, and I did get a different perspective on that because at first it just seemed like some kooky shit, but I have a better understanding as to why people do it. I don't think that I could do it still, but I have a better understanding of why other people do it. That's about it, though. Any of the other shit that I've looked at, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, pegging and shit, like, what? Like... No. It sounds like, because a part of it sounds like your definition of sexual liberation is based on your utter lack of desire to have any conversation about sex outside of your individual self. 
and potentially a sexual partner. Sexual liberation to me is being able to do what you want to do. That that is liberation. You so you if you want to toss salads, not being afraid to do it because of the perception um people might have if they find out that you toss that. That's liberation. So you don't but, agree with the concept of like a slut walk like no, Amber Rose. No. Because that's about being sexually liberated to the degree that you're not afraid to bear your physical self, your sexual self, all of that to the world. No, I don't agree with this. Then what do you call that if that's not sexual liberation? Like, what's the step past sexual liberation? (sighs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. I think Amber Rose started that is... It's, I don't know that it's so much about other people than it is except me for like the shit that I do. Like, I don't, I would never attend the slut walk and I don't really get the, the purpose behind it because <laughs> I don't understand like calling yourself sluts and being like, I don't understand. Well, I, I, don't I, I would just hate, and we use the extreme of eating booty. I would just hate for Gabrielle Union to feel so restricted by society standard to enjoy doing that if she liked doing it and and to not be able to say she would do it and to not be able to even express to a mate that that's something that she might be into because society as a whole going to treat her the way she got treated after this <laughs> when she said I eat booty and clearly I mean I don't think she said I eat D-Wade booty but clearly she's in a relationship with D-Wade so it's only safe to assume that you know his booty is the one that's being eaten by yes. her because i it would be rude as fuck for her to be referring to some shit she did before this nigga and she married to him because <laughs> if he was at home having never had his booty ate <laughs> and listened to this interview be rude as fuck <laughs> he ain't kissing her for some time Hell no Ugh. no <sighs> lip action but anyhow <laughs> again i don't think that sexual liberation has to come with you yelling it from the mountaintops and having the expectation that people just gonna be like good for you for eating for eating ass because sex and like the different aspects of it and the different kinds of these are things that are very specific to the individual and things that people feel very strongly about so her doing that or saying that i just don't know that it's gonna have any any impact or any effect people who eat ass of course gonna be like go ahead girl i eat ass you should eat ass it's great people who don't eat ass and find it disgusting still gonna be like oh my god girl, look i look at her different now she eats ass. like nothing is gonna come from that it ain't i don't think any <laughs> it's not gonna have any kind of impact it's unnecessary i just don't get why would you talk about I mean, that because I, I i listen to it from the vantage point of you know Everybody have their own ways of being pleased. Seek yeah. to find that way to do that with your partner. I'm not, I can't, I don't know why you keep saying that. Like, I'm saying that you shouldn't do that. I never said that. My issue is with her just, everybody talking about it in an interview that everybody's like privy to or everybody, I mean, it's, like I said, even if you don't click on the article, the title alone is like, now nah, I know she eat ass. I'm just saying like, I don't want to know that. I don't care. The reason that it's a big deal is because of how sexually oppressed our society has always been. Sexual dialogue has always been taboo. Women don't talk about sex, especially. Like the, so the do one, you I can't think remember. that she would have still got this same reaction if she had talking about giving head instead of eating ass? 
You don't think it's the tabooness of eating ass is the reason why? Because people talk about like we're we are more free as far as talking about sex now than we ever have been. So I, I think it was the eating ass part. I don't think it was that she was talking about sex. I think it was the eating ass part because that is still something that is very uh, everybody don't do that. I mean, it's like what giving head used to be. Giving head is socially acceptable now. People don't give a shit about that. But <laughs> used to watch Comic View, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the lady's name, but some more? not some more. No, it's the woman that always said, "I'm a fucking lady. I'll show you what a fucking lady looks like." Oh yeah, I know. You t- I don't know. Her name. I can't remember her name, but yeah. I watched the Def Jam 25 mm-hmm. Year Reunion, and she was up there I having a conversation and. Tiffany Haddish asked her where that came from. And she said, I'll tell you exactly where it came from. I'd be having real harsh language on stage talking about dicks and stuff. And after the show, people would tell me, you know, you're supposed to be a lady. Like, a lady ain't supposed to say that stuff. And she was like, so I can suck a dick, but I can't say I suck a dick? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was her That was her logic. And so she came up with the I'm a fucking lady. Like, mm-hmm. telling people that, you know, I am a lady, but, you know, I can talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, it. Regardless of what you say, there is somebody who is going yeah. to look at Gabrielle Union and say that she shouldn't have been saying that stuff. But even I feel if it like was about here, yeah, yeah, I think it, it would have been less. It wouldn't have been as big of a deal than her been talking. As big a deal, no. but you, we, we are coming out of a society that has been complacent with racism mm-hmm. to the point that we wouldn't say stuff. Yeah, we are coming out of a society that have been complacent with cultural you know, exchange or cultural appropriation, however you want to put it, to the point that we're calling it out now. Mm-hmm. And we're a society that's coming out of su- such sexual repression that, yeah, talking about head now is 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 more acceptable than it was yeah. before if it wasn't that old lady that be on um, VH1 at, like, midnight. That's just gross because she old as fuck and it's just like, lady. Ugh. But she done handle some meats. So she, <laughs> she know what she's talking about. Imagine how many meats that lady's handled. I don't handled. want to. No, thank you. <laughs> so what is what is somebody like her? What do you mean? Is that sexual liberation? Is that too much? Like she basically everybody I mean, called in. It was for educational was... purposes, and the people that called in were calling in because they were curious and wanted to know. Like that was a thing. Like it's a lot of people who probably don't even know what the fuck we talking about because that was something that if you didn't, you could have avoided if you didn't want to be like a part of it. And she was doing it for educate. People would call in and ask her questions that she would answer based on her expertise, <laughs> her training, and probably her life On experience. site training. Her life experiences. I feel like that's different because the people who called in called in for that specific reason. They wanted to know. It was for like an educational thing. But, but what if it was a Gabrielle Union calling in saying that I like to give analingus to my boyfriend? Still and- calling in to that lady where that was the whole purpose of... Her whole show was about sex. Every question that called in was about sex. So you wouldn't watch that show, so you wouldn't have been able to even hear that. I wouldn't watch... Yeah, exactly. I so your main it. grievance is that you didn't know what was coming to be able to avoid the dialogue. Yes. And so the solution to that is to nobody to ever have that dialogue. No, I just... Not in a, a not on a radio show or like in interviews and shit. I'm not again. What she want to do in her private personal life? I don't give a fuck. If she want to talk to her friends or I just don't want to have to be forced to see it. Not saying nobody should ever talk about it ever. I just don't want to have to be forced to know about it. I don't want to know that Gabrielle Union tossed salads. I don't want to know that D Wade. It ain't even that she's a woman. I don't want to know if D Wade tossed salad. I don't want to know. I don't fucking want to know that these things. I don't need to know these things about you. Do what you want to do is your mouth. 
If you want to put your mouth in a place where shit comes out of, that is your business. I don't care. Has nothing to do with me. I don't want to know about it is all I'm saying. Talk about it, but don't talk about it in like a, a public forum where, again, I have to see it. I would have just had to stay off of Facebook for like two weeks in order to not see this and stay off of Instagram and stay off of Twitter because it was trending. Like it was everywhere for that amount of time and it wasn't no way to avoid it. So if I wanted to not know that Gabrielle Union taught Salas, I could not know. Again, if you were on any kind of social media within this past week, you already know what we're talking about because it was everywhere. But that goes for any information. It does, but I feel like... If you feel like this subjectively intruded upon what you want to know, so it is a bigger problem than other things would be that are thrust in front like of you anything, for no reason. I feel like celebrities should have the same they should they i don't want to know anything about their private life it isn't even just the sex again like i said i ain't want to know that he had a break baby on her like i don't want to know these things i want to watch her act i want to watch him play basketball i don't want to i mean grab um fucking amber amber rose don't really do shit so you know she was a dancer i guess imagine imagine how many salad tosses out there were uncomfortable with tossing salads until they heard Gabrielle Union's dialogue. No. They and imagine steal. how many D Wade fans out there who, because D Wade get his salad tossed and he's a superstar, imagine how many dudes is gonna be opened against some salad toss. They're not because look at the response of people. If that showed them anything, like yeah, Gabrielle Union do it, but look at the backlash that came from that. She had to like post the whole thing saying, Fuck y'all, I do what I want essentially. Like all that did was show you that yeah you're right people don't want to know that shit and people are gonna judge you if they find out that you're doing it because if they judged her ass you know they're gonna judge your nobody ass like i don't feel like that's gonna make anybody feel liberated if you want to toss salads toss salads just do that but i don't know that you have to go out into your neighborhood and be like hey everybody i, I eat ass i just ate some ass five minutes ago <laughs> you gonna do that you're going to do that, and people are going to be like, me too. No, I did too. Oh, no. I've been afraid of that, but I'm glad that you <laughs> no, said it so that I can be not. liberated in doing this thing no. that I love. No, they're not. That is not how that's going to go. Some people are going to be calling the police. <laughs> like This person's out here saying obscene things in my neighborhood. My kids heard it. Like, no, it ain't going to be no it's me too type shit. I'm sure there That's are why forums. you don't say it like that. That's why you say I toss salads, because now that's not it's, it's not uh, derogatory. Well, now, now the kid going to be like, what the obscene. salad, man? <laughs> you have to try that's an easy answer toss a salad <laughs> is when you get the salad bowl with all the lettuce and the dressing in it and you spoon it disgusted no the kids won't know the difference until they grown they be like mama lied to me <laughs> i know what toss a salad is now it's eating booty oh my god i just you know again i feel like i never would like tell somebody who dates me that likes to toss salad that they are wrong for that what i will say is you ought to stay away from my ass because just like you have a right to do what it is that you want to do i also have a right to not be with it and i ain't with it anything that involves or concerns my ass i am not with it for me it is an exit only that is where waste comes out of and i just am not interested well you no, have little you. control of that what do you mean I have little control of that? The fuck? No, I have total control of that. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about? I'm saying if a man that you, if you're a man that you're in, in it with decides to pick you up, Mm-mm. 
assuming that he's swollen strong enough to do Mm-mm. so and spread Mm-mm. your backside. You got to get the fuck out, like right now. But I'm saying he's gonna get some licks in before you do you that. Got to go <laughs> out right now. I'm just saying you have to leave immediately and don't ever come back to this house again. <laughs> I'm no, going to be I two times like, as strong as any woman. I feel like there are certain things, like even with giving hand, there are still people that don't do that. I feel like some stuff you should not just assume that everybody going to be with. Because you know, you fucking know that not everybody does that. This this response that people had to Gabrielle Union shows you that this is still an act, a sexual act that not everybody is with. So for you to come in and fucking assume that shit is rude as fuck and we got a problem. Like, no. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Not okay. It is absolutely 100% not okay. I My feel ass like, is off limits. I feel like we need to change the lingo because I feel like it's disrespectful to salads. <laughs> Call it tossing salads. I really wonder why. I think why. we need to use a, a worse fruit or vegetable. I don't know Like why. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> you be in that Brussels sprout, don't you? Ugh. <laughs> and Brussels, Brussels sprouts smell horrible too, so stink up your house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Listen, I'm going to say something and then we can go into the next part of the conversation, okay? Uh, why, why do you, I feel like I'm... <laughs> Maybe we should just go into the next. Listen, no, no, no. Look, whatever your sexual desires are, that's fine. And if you don't like to eat booty, that's good and all great. But you should date somebody who has an eatable booty. What the fuck does that mean? Because people always be talking about, like, when you talk about eating ass, they be like, well, if you want shit crumbs on your face. Like, if you have somebody that you would not eat their booty, but they have shit crumbs in their ass, then you don't need to be messing with that person. Like, what I'm saying is hygiene is very important. You need to be dating somebody that is clean and that takes care of their body in a way that if you were to put your tongue somewhere, that you would be safe. I just looked up. I was trying to find the origins, and I... It's a mistake. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> what did you find? Oh my, it's just oh, the description. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Um, oh, you gotta tell us what you found now. No, I don't. You look look it up on Urban Dictionary. You can say it. You just so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> you just so uncomfortable with this. <laughs> yes. Very. What did you so. put in Google? I toss the salad meaning. <laughs> Oh, it was just not, I shouldn't have did that. I, I just thought it was going to be like a, a simple meaning, a simple, <laughs> and it was like so graphic. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, the first one's not the one that was bad. Like as you scroll down, it. Uh... Have you ever heard some terms revolving around like rimming? Yeah. That's... Or. Or playing a rusty trombone. Playing a rusty trombone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know why the trombone has to be rusty. I don't want to know. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, we can go on. To okay, the next thank thing. you. 
Oh, you're not going to tell him what you saw? <laughs> I ain't seen nothing that should have made you feel the way you felt. Lick, putting your tongue I couldn't deep. find the origin. I just went to Urban Dictionary. They that just tell I you what it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm find the origin. I don't, okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Gabrielle Union, you know, toss all the salads that you want. I just don't give a fuck, and I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, Let's move on to a more serious. I feel like we w- took so much time on that. Yeah, we wasted time, a lot of time talking about booty eating. <sighs> so, Michelle Williams of Destiny Child fame uh, did an interview. I forgot where the interview was, but she did an interview talking about how she was actually severely depressed during Destiny Child, and she didn't know what it was because she was like, I should be happy because I'm doing all these amazing things, but I'm not happy. And I just wanted to talk about, again, we've talked about this before. First of all, kudos to her for sharing her story and because there's not enough people that do that. And, you know, people that actually suffer from depression feel have people in their life a lot of time that make them feel like, you should just be happy. You shouldn't be sad. What are you sad about type shit? So... I, you know, I'm for people speaking out and letting people know that it is a very common problem and that you are not alone. But, you know, depression is not based around whether or not you have things in your life that make you should, that should make you happy. Like, that's not how that shit works. Um, So to look at Michelle Williams and say, well, she was traveling the world and she was a part of a successful group and there's no reason why she should have been sad. That's not how depression works. Depression don't give a fuck what kind of assets and things you have in your life. It doesn't care. That's not how it works at all. You know, you can be rich and famous and have huge celebrity status and still be severely depressed and not happy, uh, which is what she did. I'm glad she got help because we didn't see a whole lot of celebrities here lately, like Chester from Linkin Park, which just broke my heart because I was so, I'm such a Linkin Park fan. You know, you can have all of the things that people feel like they need to be happy and not be happy because that's how depression works. If that was uh, if that was a measure, if success was any measure of, of something like depression, then there wouldn't be celebrity suicides. Nope. You know, I mean. And we had a few Robin Williams. There's been a lot of, I mean, within the recent years uh, of celebrities that are, have have killed themselves because they were depressed they were not happy like money does not equal happiness celebrity status does not equal happiness having a bunch of houses and cars and all of this shit does not equal happiness necessarily if you have a chemical imbalance that just will not allow you to be happy it don't matter what shit you throw at it it just don't and let's talk about the chemical imbalance real quick which chemical is the depression dopamine or serotonin serotonin so in a normal human brain, your chemicals flow in a certain path, mm-hmm. a certain direction. And when you're happy, your serotonin goes to the parts that open up the happiness. When you get sad, it goes down to the area that's sadness. But it, it normalizes. It goes back to where it's mm-hmm. supposed to go and it keeps going. If you've ever seen like a, a ravine or, or a spring where you can tell that that water carved out a path, as, as it pertains to depression, a path where that serotonin pulls down into sadness, you can be born with that path already open. Mm-hmm. Or you can have a normal brain and it go through so many sad experiences that the serotonin going to that path crafts it mm-hmm. over time. You know, and so depression is a real 
chemical imbalance where serotonin is just going straight down to where those those uh, where it pulls into that sadness, mm -hmm. which is why like when you get into the medication like SSRIs, serotonin mm -hmm. um, reuptake yep. inhibitors, uh -huh. you know, change how those chemicals interact and move around so that it that so that it can help you manage that. It still don't change that you have those pathways created. They just help you manage those things. And that's why it is not helpful to tell somebody who is depressed that they need to pray. It that I just I had a client before who was taking her medicine and was fine. She was good. It had balanced out. It was great. But then her church made her feel like she shouldn't have been taking medicine and that her taking the medicine means that she wasn't, I guess, letting God do his job. I don't know. But she stopped taking it. She crashed. And then she was coming to me. And it's like, if your medicine was working, you know, <laughs> you can do a lot of harm telling people that you can, you know, there have been instances of people who need schizophrenic, like all kinds of mental disorders where people have convinced them that they didn't need to take the medicine that don't do that. It's a disservice to that person. Um, and then you're just going to blame them and say they didn't work hard enough. If they kill themselves, do not do that. Please don't. It is a, a it, cause you wouldn't go to somebody who has to take insulin for their diabetes and be like, God gonna work. Don't take, no, you don't need to be shooting yourself up with these man-made. You don't go and tell somebody that. You don't tell somebody who has a heart condition they don't need to take their heart pills. Why would you tell somebody that has a mental health concern to not take the medicine that is making them function at a rate that is normal? Why would you do that to them? If you're not gonna go in your church and tell everybody who on any kind of blood pressure medicine, um, die, anything that they're taking, if you're not gonna make everybody stop taking the medication, don't go to the person that's depressed. And fuck with them, please. The best thing that you could do for somebody who who may be depressing or suffering through something is just offer them some kind of support. Yep. You know, and and let them know that you'll be there for them however you can. And go do research yep. on the best ways to handle that because it all depends on what stage of these things that they're in. You know, but the worst thing you could do is say, just be happy. You know, the worst <laughs> thing you could do is invalidate. Yep the experience and it'll be mainly because you don't understand what that experience is now i don't understand exactly what that experience is because i've never suffered traditionally through depression but i'm in a in a profession that understands what it looks like understands how to deal with it and understands how to help somebody through it so it's not hard to find information on the best way to deal with people who have uh those kind of things because otherwise if you tell somebody you know you should just pray you might as well be telling them to pray for yourself because they about ready to put hands on you at this moment right now. <laughs> and it's not helpful. And it may, like, who's to say that they're not praying? And who's to say that the answer to their prayer is not this doctor who has prescribed them this medication that balances them out? Who are you to determine if you believe in God the way that he works? Ain't the whole thing about him being, working in mysterious ways? Who the fuck are you to determine what that is? Leave these people alone. If they... Find something that helps them that ain't, you know, if they on heroin or some shit, because people do have a tendency to self-medicate. That's not good. But if they are taking medicine prescribed by their doctor and it's helping them, why would you fuck with that? Like, let just. I let, wonder if working in mysterious ways is more like a spy or a magician. <laughs> <laughs> like, boom, it's in your face, but you don't see it. <laughs> or you never see me. Stuff just happens. I don't know. I think it probably means different because people part of my thing with religion has always been 
it's open to interpretation. And if you talk to 20 different people, you're going to get 20 different interpretations of the same verse because it's open to interpretation. So I feel like if you ask 20 different people whether or not he a spy or a magician, you're going to get varying answers of both because it's open to interpretation. Exactly. Just like <laughs> spell the rod, spoil the child. Oh, my God. First off, who is rod? Okay. <laughs> I know several of them. I'm not sure that's who the Bible was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure that the rod. Are, are we sure that the rod is actually a tool? Hmm? <laughs> Maybe Rod was about to lose his life, <laughs> and if you let him live, <laughs> then your child will become spoiled. So clearly, Rod got to die, and your child won't be spoiled. I hate you so much. Yeah, you know, it's it's up for interpretation. Harvey Weinstein. This motherfucker clearly has been wilding out and you know what yes harvey weinstein is a symptom not he's a symptom of america and wealthy powerful white men but he's also he's probably jewish is he jewish i would think so with that name they don't want to claim him probably not yeah yeah but I would assume that he's Jewish, but in America, that's still white. So it's a it's a really big symptom of Hollywood, though. Yeah, and sexism, because all these people stood by and watched this shit. And nobody gave it for to let this nigga do this. But you know, what 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 do you do? What do you do if you see a if every day when you get ready to go in your apartment, you see a husband? Drag his woman in the door and slam the door behind. I'm gonna call the police on his ass. You know, I mean, I'm gonna call. What if it's going on in like all over your apartment complex? Like, what do you do consistently? Or what if the police don't come because it's Hollywood? You know, I'm sure that there's they paid out sexual for sexual allegations though. I mean, Fox with Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. I mean, but doing that, they can. They just continue the behavior because all, they, there has been no consequence. Like, you yelled at them probably because y'all had to come off, off this money. But he kept his job, and he was still doing fuck shit. That's that what I'm saying. Like, when you realize stuff. what you're doing isn't changing the culture of the environment. I don't know that I would have. I would like to think. I've never been in that situation. But I would like to think that I, I if I couldn't change it, if there was nothing that I could do, if I mean, you know, doing you know calling the whatever didn't do anything i would remove myself i wouldn't continue working there and just be complacent in it i wouldn't be the one the the bitch that go sit in there with him with the actress at first so that she feel comfortable and then at some point he like tell me to leave and i know this is coming and i know what he gonna do when i leave i wouldn't continue to be that girl like i wouldn't i would have to figure out something else for livelihood like i wouldn't want to because like one of the things that have been said is that you know, to make them feel comfortable or make them feel like the meeting was going to be like a real meeting, he would have another woman that worked in his office, like a secretary or something, come in and sit, like, and be involved where they weren't in there alone with him. And then at some point during the meeting, he would send them out. And they would leave knowing what the fuck was going to happen. Like, I wouldn't want to be her. Like, if I couldn't change it, I wouldn't be complacent in it either. I wouldn't want to continue working there. I'm not saying, and, I, and I'm not saying that to say that there's nothing that can be done. I'm just saying that to represent the difficulty because oh, it's hard, but it's you the got same. 
Sandusky, the him doing all that shit to them little boys. The same thing was used where it was like, you know, I didn't think anybody was, you know, I didn't want to lose my job. Or, and so there were people who kind of knew what was going on, and they let him rape all these little boys over years. Like, I just wouldn't want to be complacent. If, if I can't make it change, I'm also not going to be complacent. In it. I'm not going to sit back and be like, well, it's just going to keep happening. It ain't nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to keep coming in here every day knowing what the you fuck You just going to move, on. I guess. I would leave. I don't want to, because if I can't change the situation, if there's nothing that I'm going to be able to do that's going to change the situation, I, I, I feel like you're still being complacent in it if you stay there and, and are essentially helping him by make, giving these women a, sense, a false sense of comfort. And that's to again specifically to the secretary or whoever the fuck it was he would have come in there with the women. The driver or the secretary. All people these who people who knew this stuff was going on. And continue to just sit by and let it like just be complacent. Help him essentially by picking them up or 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 coming into meetings with them. Or I just wouldn't be complacent in it. If I couldn't change it, I damn sure wouldn't be involved. Or feel like I was involved. None of them would be charged or any shit like that. But morally, I would feel like shit. I wouldn't like be complacent. So I would leave the situation. If I can't change it, then I would leave it. And 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 I'm pointing that out to to be more uh, critical of people who knew this was going on and wanted their position. So his assistants, mm-hmm. his drivers, the men being athletic, like people who knew. This was going on. Mm-hmm. Cause ain't no telling how much little sauna room talk he had oh, with yeah. these men about what he was doing with these women and, and they weren't saying nothing to him because he because Harvey he's Weinstein. he's Harvey Weinstein, he's powerful. Yep. And but I and I did want to talk about as as we seem to have to talk about all the time, the the mentality of a a victim. When it's somebody who believes that they are powerless yep. in that situation and they believe that their experience only impacts them, then they are inclined not to talk about it. But when it's a situation where multiple people start comes coming out, it emboldens them yeah. because it, now they realize it didn't just affect them. And a part of think, that thinking is, what if I would have told them about my story that happened in 2000, would this have happened then? Mm-hmm. Uh, because now, like 17 more years of that thing doesn't happen. Like Courtney Love, did you see that Courtney uh-huh. Love clip? They asked her for any advice to any new up-and-coming actresses, and they said if Harvey Weinstein ever invites you to a private party in a hotel, don't go. You know, so ain't no telling what happened to her in the whole in, and in like, that and room. And with her, because of the, the shit that people know that she had going on in general. Wait, Courtney Love? Mm-hmm. Um, what you call it? Uh, from Nirvana, his ex mm-hmm. his Okay, yeah. All of the shit she had going on, it, she would have been somebody who wouldn't have been believed mm-hmm. at all. Cause her reputation of like, all the drugs and shit that she was doing, wouldn't nobody have believed her, which is unfortunate. So, but I want to just go into an equivalency to a degree, right? When you look at Hollywood, when you look at white America, when you look at all the white men that's done this, because Harvey Weinstein is just a symptom. Oh, yeah. You got plenty of CEOs, plenty of white men that's in country clubs, doing all this stuff to all kind of women around here. Yep. If you can see how an an entire country can hide something like this kind of sexual abuse um, by men of power, if, if they can hide this, and it's something that we know that the world frowns upon, that America especially frowns upon, that is heavily scrutinized and we know is wrong and you shouldn't do it, 
if people would hide that, how how do we think racism is going to become something that people come to give a fuck about yeah. bringing out into the light? Because we know that white people have back alley conversations about mm. racist shit. Yeah, yeah. We know that there's people out there who say things about brown people that they wouldn't say in front of brown people. And we know that white people be hearing that stuff. And just don't correct them, don't say anything, just kind of laugh it off. It so, happens all the time. So how in the world, and, and, and white people barely believe that race is an issue today. How do we expect that they're going to come to say that that's an issue? I just don't. Uh, that's what it made me think about. If I was like, all these prominent people are hiding sexual assault. Yeah. How in the hell are, is any of them ever gonna come out and talk about race as an issue? They never will. We can't even get them to talk about the the oppressed and powerless being abused. Yeah. So. But not even that going into like Lapita. You know, first off, Harvey Fuck Weinstein. Him for that shit. First off, Harvey Weinstein went to a rehab, and for after like a week, five days. Was it after even a week, week? yeah, the week he say he's completed it, and they said he wasn't even paying attention. Like he, he was taking phone calls, sleep during sessions. Like this is what being rich affords you. Yeah. This is what a big part of it is being white, because when you talk about Brock Turner, being he wasn't rich, but he was white and he had such promise. And then everybody always saying why the women didn't come forward. This why. Because they get a fucking slap on the wrist. Because he goes and, and goes to a rehab for a week and that's fucking it. That's why. Because they don't get justice when they do. What is the point of coming forward if your your uh, uh, attacker is not going to get shit done to him? And now you're just going to be scrutinized. And now you're going to be, well, is it true? Like, what? I don't understand why people don't understand why victims don't come forward because shit like this happen because they don't get justice it's just stupid like that you know this is why and and for the other people because this is still going on not not necessarily with him now since this is coming out out every day but yeah it's still going on with other ceo like so those victims the people who are who are currently being victimized what hope do you think that this situation gives to them when they see a harvey weinstein just get a slap like that this wasn't even a slap on the wrist because he just basically was just there so he didn't get fined type shit so what hope do you think that that gives to other victims? And then you say, well, why they wait so long to say something? This is why. Because when they say something, nothing happens. The more powerful the man, the less likely it is it, shit is going to happen to him. And you just going to be a victim that just has to live their life being a victim. You don't ever get any kind of justice for what happened to you. And it feels like nobody gives a fuck about what happened to you. It's a terrible feeling. And fuck him for Lapita. Because all of these women have come out and said this shit. The only person that he has responded to has been Lapita, the black girl. She come out and say some shit, and you release a statement specifically. And then his statement is, that's not how he recalls it happening. Nigga. This nigga got butt-ass naked and offered her a massage during a meeting. Like, what? <laughs> I can't imagine and, being and- in a room with somebody, and they just start stripping off their clothes and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And in order to maintain her ability to escape, she decided to give him a massage instead. Yeah. Like, and people, 
like the article says that she invited him to one of her you know shows or whatever which is you being used to invalidate that whole situation but the fact that he came out about that to her does that validate everybody else's because she like numbers 58 or 59 yeah. and that came yeah. out so if she's the one that he said i don't recall it happening that way doesn't mean that it actually happened the way that the other people are saying it happened you know otherwise why would he choose her yeah. like you know i try not to jump to the race thing first but when when you got 58 people that say something that's white then a black one come out and say it and and they the one you respond to it's the same thing with trump man it's a laundry list of people that trump go after for random reasons yep. this current congresswoman that he going after oh my god steph curry lebron james like we can go down a whole list of people that he's going after that are black but he don't do that to white people and john what is his name john kelly Fuck that dude too. Oh yeah. Because this nigga talking about some shame on the senator for listening in. No, motherfucker, that's not the issue that you should be focused on. The fact that he said he knew what he was getting into, let's talk about that. You wanna say that she was she should be ashamed for listening in? Bitch, please. This ain't that wasn't even a smart spin. Like I know y'all have to spin shit that he does, but that's the best you had was that she shouldn't have been listening. It's a good thing that she was, because if the mom had just said that, y'all have said that she was just grieving and didn't know and misheard and all of this shit. The only reason that there was any validity to this, well, could have senator heard it. But you talking about shame on her for listening in. Fuck you, John Kelly. Fuck you. Y'all are some fucked up. Y'all are just as fucked up as he is. All of his handlers that try to keep him under control is just as fucked up. So y'all just admitting that this man is not fit for the position that he's in. Y'all just run around trying to save shit. Like, fuck all of And you know the only reason that anybody was out to question what those calls might be like was because he said that he's the only president that ever called people. <laughs> if he wouldn't have said that, he could have just called all them people in silence and it had been no issue. Couldn't do that, though. And the reason the congresswoman was there because she was a family, family of the friend, all, uh, a friend of the family already. Yep. And she just happened to be there. She put it on speakerphone, heard something she didn't like, and then boom. Like, I'm tired of people trying to justify Trump stuff by saying that we shouldn't look at it like that. <laughs> Every time he do something, it be like, well, y'all shouldn't look at it like that. His intentions, blah blah blah. The path, the the pay, the what is it? The path to hell is paved, paved with, with good, good intentions. intentions. You know, if you don't carry out intentions properly, this is what it turned into. What it turned into a validation. What you have had by telling this woman that this is what he signed up for? But I guess it still hurt. Why would you even say that? Because <laughs> the only thing Trump that ever lost is money. And he don't understand what empathy is, what sympathy is. And you know what? He don't even understand how to use words to tr- to channel <laughs> somebody else's empathy and to help appease them and make them feel better out of that situation. Otherwise, why would he say that? That is just terrible. Fuck him. Fuck John Kelly, especially. Like, at this point, I don't even... Trump is... Uh, I, he just did some old Trump shit. Trump trumping. That's what he does. I'm more upset at his handlers, John Kelly and all of these other people who try to come to his rescue and talk about what the media shouldn't be reporting it. He shouldn't be fucking saying these things. Y'all are focused on the wrong thing. It's stupid. The senator shouldn't have been eavesdropping. The fuck out of here, um, John. All y'all are terrible yeah. people. Just like Harvey Weinstein is terrible. 
He's the worst. He is the fucking worst. Oh my God. Talk about somebody who know they ain't finna get no consequences yeah. to all the stuff they doing. And this knowing that he can in, influence. Uh, he sat in rehab. Didn't even take that serious because he know he don't have to. Because he knows nothing's gonna happen to him. And again, what message does that send to people who are currently being victimized by somebody else? That ain't got shit to do with him. If you are being victimized by somebody in power, all this shows you is that you do not have a chance in hell of anybody giving a fuck about it and doing something about it. Because they got too much power and too much money and it's people just not going to care. They're not going to care. That's the message that it sends. And it's terrible. And fuck all the people. It's just, oh Lord. So terrible. Fuck Harvey Weinstein, especially for Lapita being the one he responded to. Let's yeah. respond to the black one. I ain't see him respond to Angelina Jolie. I ain't see him respond to none of these other white heifers, but Lupita say something shit, and and then the, here, here come the lawyer. Well, he didn't. Re, he doesn't recall it happening that way. Man, you didn't even deny the shit. You that is textbook. I did the shit. I don't recall <laughs> what mm. and the shit with Lupita wasn't that goddamn long ago you don't recall the fuck out of here he recall every one of these women that he has assaulted I am sure because mm. that's what predators do yep exactly so fuck him well that's all I got we talked a lot about ass eating yeah I think that's we're gonna have to find a title related to ass eating a movie with something yes i don't know i'm gonna let you do that i'll find one you'll 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 title this week's episode (laughs) i've had enough with the ass eating to last a lifetime (laughs) uh have you seen marvels in humans marvels and oh yeah Uh uh-huh you seen the show stan lee where they find human beings that have like Yes. Yes. You seen the show? Uh-huh. This show has f- utterly frustrated me more than any other show. Why? Because I watch shows to be able to see powers. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh. And the first episode, everybody lose their powers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. But the woman with the hair that she can fight with get cut off. The dude who can see a million scenarios happening at one time bust his head open and lose it. <laughs> and Black Bolt never even speak. Because he... Don't don't do the spoilers. Well, that's the na- you find out on the first episode. That's the nature of I mean, they gotta build something, but man, they better not take long to get us to being able to see these powers, because that's the only reason I watch <laughs> hero shows. I can yeah. even take the suspense of it building. As long as it builds. As long as it builds. Did you ever watch that show? I hated that shit. I, I couldn't finish watching it. The one where, like, you're connected to somebody else, and so sometimes... Since 8. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I, I started it, but it just seemed weird. I ain't, I ain't uh, and it. it never went... I couldn't... There was some kind of entity, like, there always is, that, you know, was, like, watching them or whatever, but, like, I couldn't... It was too... I didn't get the point. What's the point of that power? What's the point of having that ability to like sense into somebody else's life and like experience what they experience? Like, I don't. Man, I'm pretty sure to have some kind of functional use. I mean, it may as the show went on, but I couldn't get to it because I was just like, it was stupid. 
It was just, it was stupid. And then it got canceled anyway, right? I think it did. Because it, it just, you know. I, I Maybe it wasn't the concept. Maybe it was the execution of the concept. I don't know. It was just too weird. I couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. I tried, but. Mm-mm. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, anything else on your mind? That's it. All right. Well, until we con the next conversation. We out. Holla.